When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi again, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Raj Geary, joined here as always with former WWE and TNA superstar Matt Morgan. Matt, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween and happy Halloween, everyone watching. Yeah, do you guys have a lot of trick-or-treaters or anything today? Um, I wouldn't know because uh, we kind of, we went around the neighborhood um, and left the dish kind of out for all the kids to ransack on their own when they came to my door, you know? Yeah. Well, nice. Uh, well, yeah, this is... Uh, we usually try to do something. I, my wife and kids went out tonight, but uh, being that it was Monday, it's a work night, so didn't get to do anything with the kids tonight. Oh, man, you missed out. You know, I think they should just make Halloween be the last Friday of October. It doesn't need to be the 31st. It's not like a real holiday, you know? Yeah. Just make it the last Friday, and then that way everyone can party. Yeah. No, you're right. It'll be easier. Yeah. So uh, tonight's Raw. Uh, real quick, uh, what would you think of it? And uh, uh, near the end, but uh, I just yeah, middle of the road. Yeah, I did. I, I I didn't think it was great or anything, but I thought I thought it was pretty decent considering it was on a Halloween night. Halloween night uh, Raws usually do low ratings, so I thought they were going to phone it in, but um, it, it didn't seem like they were just uh, phoning it in for next week. So so I thought no. that was good. Yeah, uh, the show opened up. Uh, with Goldberg, uh, so they they did Goldberg at the beginning, which kind of I mean I, I guess I could see why they did that. If, I guess if they thought people were going to go out for Halloween after that, at least they get to see the Goldberg segment. But um, you know when Goldberg first appeared, uh, they did their highest numbers you know since football season started with over three million uh, per hour. So I don't know I, if it would have been me and seeing how he did last time, I would have saved him for the end. Yeah, no, that makes total sense, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Paul Heyman was out there, you know, again, he was kind of egging the crowd on to chant Goldberg, yeah. which comes across as forced. I love Paul yeah. Heyman, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought it just comes across as a little desperate. But uh, yeah. Rusev came out. Um, Goldberg said a few words. Rusev came out and, uh, you know, was running down Goldberg. I think everyone knew where this was going. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, got, Rusev got in his face. Uh, Goldberg attacked Rusev, slipped a little bit, yeah. uh, looked rusty as hell. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to see what you know what the point was, which was uh, him getting Rusev up and delivering the jackhammer, and then uh, giving the spear to Paul Heyman. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Um, he's Bill. Still, he's so spat, not spastic, but he's so even he was almost begging for a pop out there tonight. Like in the beginning, you know, when you're talking about Paul going out, you know, uh, you know, egging on the crowd for the Goldberg chance, Bill himself at times looked like he was begging for pops, you know, not just sitting back and, you know, waiting for it to happen on his on its own, you know, organically. But um, and then as far as his work, you know, what he was doing in there, he was kind of like you said, the slip was just because he was just he was too quick. He was too fast. He was too the timing wasn't there. 
um, I don't want to say spastic, but kind of sort of spastic almost. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg was on Booker T's podcast this past weekend and said he hasn't been doing any pro wrestling training. Um, hopefully right. that changes over the next few weeks. He's just been doing like Muay Thai and, uh, and he, I mean, he, he's in great shape physically, but he's not right. in ring shape and he looked, he looked winded after the segment. Yeah, that's a whole nother. He, he knows this. It's, it shouldn't come as a surprise to him about being in ring shape. But um, I don't know. I, I think he'll. I think I'd like to hope he'll be ready for this because I said at the beginning of this, I think he'll be in as good shape as he could be for this. And Brock will do the majority of the carrying. What's the longest you've been uh, where you've been out of action and then came back? That's a good question. Um, I've been very lucky. I haven't really been. I want to say when I tore my pec. So maybe. Maybe maybe four weeks. Okay. Okay. So yeah. you haven't had too many long term injuries or anything like that. As long as I've been out of the ring, I take that back. I retired in 2012, 2013, and I came back to TNA a full year later to work one match. At oh, right. Their pay per views. That was the longest I've ever been out. And I didn't even do any training for that. And what was that like? It was, I had to work smart. You know, I requested it to be a street fight. Um, I try to play, you know, you know, lend toward my strengths in that match, you know, to, to give them what they wanted to get out of me coming in, you know. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a lot harder, that's for sure. It takes – you can get out of ring shape really quick. I was the type that can get out of ring shape within, like, three or four days, but I could be, be back in ring shape after just one match. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, so, next we had uh, – Enzo versus Luke Gallows. Uh, I, I think on any other week, this would have been a, a Gallows squash match. But uh, mm-hmm. tonight they had Enzo go over. Uh, it was a Halloween-themed match. Any any steam that Gallows and Anderson got from the pay-per-view last night kind of out the window. Um, this was do bad, we, I thought. The, the finish... You don't have ahead. to analyze the match, Raj. I mean, seriously, this is a joke. I'm embarrassed as a wrestling fan. I had to watch this shit. Excuse my language. I was. I was humiliated in front of myself that I was watching this match. I got to For the people that are listening that haven't seen it, I got I to gotta explain the finish. The finish saw Big Cass try to put a giant pumpkin on Gallows' head, and his head was still too big. So like Gallows is helping him put the pumpkin on. <laughs> And uh, while they're doing that, Enzo went to the top, like came off with the, you know, his double leg drop or whatever uh, and missed and still still got the win. And so there you go. Um, Gallows and Anderson, if you're hoping for uh, a little more upward mobility for him, uh, it's, it didn't happen tonight. How that's not the biggest part of this match. The biggest part of this match is, is the coolest team in that damn company just got buried. Because what I was talking about last night, about the old Cornette saying of not getting any on you, these dudes just got a whole bunch of SHIT all over them. Um, Kaz and um, – um, Jesus Christmas. Me. And, 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 and Enzo got it all over them by being involved in this match. This is the coolest, the edgiest team that they have. And they, they put them in this stupid trick-or-treat match? <laughs> Good Lord. This is this – is, I'm being serious. This would be the epitome of the rock – Right before he hits his his, his, his his um crescendo of being you know the rock, um sitting all, all these cool one liners, the crowd's with them, they're singing along with them, and they put him in this. They would never ever do that. So why are they doing it with these guys? I'll tell you why. Because these guys sit back and take it. And they need to stop. 
They need to step up and tell and talk to these people, especially those two guys. Those two guys are crazy over. They have the ability at this point to be able to speak up. Yeah. I, this I think horrible. They, I think those guys need to be drafted back to SmackDown or drafted to SmackDown. Uh and and be back with AJ Styles as the club. You know, they've they've mm-hmm. lost a lot. Uh most of that is booking. I'm sorry, I'm speaking I'm speaking of Enzo and Kaz here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about uh, the coolest yeah, team. They're, they're edgy. Right. They're, yeah, the yeah. crowd's with them. They're chanting yeah. their stuff. They're selling merch. You don't put them in this match. They should have nothing <laughs> to do with this match. But they, at least they're good enough that they could pull it off. Dude, they did not pull it off. No, they did not pull it off. I don't think Kaz. I didn't think they pulled a match off, but I thought uh, I thought the opening promo, the crowd was still in it. They didn't start booing, I guess is what I mean. If you were watching this with your family, would you be like, this is cool. Yeah, these two guys are the best. Let's oh. sit back and watch them. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, that's a, uh, that's a great point, but uh, that's uh, I don't know. Why do you, as a big man, seeing a big cast work, do you think he's ready yet to, to move on to a singles or he's getting there? Yeah, I really do. I, I do think he's getting there and I think they don't have much other stuff to work with. Right. Um, unfortunately, uh, Enzo's just drizzling shits in the ring. No offense. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of his. I love, I love watching him. But you too. I, I, it wakes you up when he comes out, but then as soon as he yeah. starts wrestling, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. This part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this part has to happen. <laughs> uh, up next, we had Brian Kendrick and, and TJ Perkins. Uh, Kendrick <laughs> did this big promo explaining his big plan, suckering Perkins in, which everyone already figured out. Uh, it yeah. definitely didn't seem necessary at all. Mm-hmm. Um but you know Kendrick, you know he he showed the poise and, and everything. I just think it just seems like for what the cruiserweight division is, they don't need that right now. That cowardly heel. Um, another good match, but the crowd was quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're killing this cruiserweight division fast. Perkins ended up winning by a countout when Kendrick refused to get back in the ring, mm-hmm. and after the match, Perkins laid him out. Uh, in my opinion, uh, this did no one any favors. Uh, what do you think? Exactly, you hit the nail on the head on all points. Um, Brian Brian's actually a good promo. All things considered, he's very good. And they let him. This was an opera. This was where they gave him too much time. He didn't need to talk this much. Um, and like you said, cruiserweight for what it's supposed to represent. I love the psychology of being a chicken bleep heel. I enjoy that. But right now, for what this cruiserweight division needs and what it's supposed to be about, introduced to a brand new audience, no. They, you know, it, it's definitely not T.J. Perkins being the guy either. But um, it, it's Brian Kendrick being one of the top characters and somebody else. I don't know who that somebody else is. How do they How do they change the trajectory right now with where the cruiserweight division is going? Ooh. Bring in some more, uh, use some more top name talent. Like like do whatever they got. I mean, I don't know the contractual status of some of these guys, but the cruiserweight. Uh, you know the, the show that they had on um, uh, the network, the Cruiserweight Open, whatever the challenge, whatever the hell that was called, the tournament. It was exciting because there's all these top cruiserweights, and now we're just seeing like a couple of them, and then that's it. And I know the reason is because they want us to emotionally invest in them. But TJ Perkins, the ship has sailed. Get his ass off my TV. Yeah, and then you got the obligatory uh, six-person cruiserweight match every week. Huh, um, yeah, which, yeah. Which, which yeah. that's coming up later. Uh, there's a backstage promo with Mick Foley. He's uh, accusing Negan of gimmick infringement, which uh, is a fair point um, because uh, the comics he started. I don't know if you're familiar with that whole thing with The Walking Dead. Uh, no, no. 
So that's the that's the big thing right now. Uh, but Braun Strowman comes up, asks Mick Foley for competition. He wants to be in the Survivor Series five on five match, and, but he gets put in the Battle Royal to earn a shot on the Survivor Series team. Uh, with Braun, uh, so usually when they give these guys these push, you, you know, this undefeated streak, like they did with Rusev when they did it with Bray Wyatt the year before Rusev, it was to build a WrestleMania match with John Cena. Uh, you think they're doing that here with Strowman? Are they building to a big match for him at WrestleMania against maybe like an Undertaker or something like that? That is no question going to be there. That's their goal. It always is with a big guy. Um, but it's always to get to that level to do the job to John or someone at that level. That's generally how it works. Um, so I'm sure that's what they're hoping. And, you know, they hoped last year, if you remember, too, to a degree. He wasn't doing singles matches, but they're hoping they could steal a pay-per-view out of him versus Taker and Kane in a tag match or something like that. But... Um, that's the goal, I'm sure, no question about it. But uh, he, again, his talking, he just, it less is more. Yeah, absolutely. And it went, you know, trying to force that growling monster voice, it just yeah. uh, comes across as kind of cheesy. Um, out next, Mick Foley came out uh, uh, with a, uh, a promo segment. Uh, talking about the Survivor Series team, uh, first he was talking about Hell in the Cell last night. He said he was disappointed in, in Jericho and Owens. Um, that brought out Jericho and Owens. Uh, Matt, who do, who do you think is the biggest baby face in the company right now? Let me just think about this. Those two. I think it's Jericho. It's you Jericho, but, but, but with them together, they're, they're both pretty damn funny. Um, over. But definitely Jericho, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, for, uh, you know, Foley cuts. He does one of his passionate promos. Um his weekly passionate promos. Uh, Jericho did a great line about, you know, the key of Jericho, uh, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. And lock it in, man. That dude, <laughs> he's so good. Uh, he is. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns came out. Uh, the crowd just booed the hell out of this guy, chanting, Roman sucks. Uh, Romans was doing these, you know, cheesy comedy lines that, you know, that mm. the kind that they've been writing for Seth Rollins lately. Mm-hmm. Um I love Owen's reaction when when Jericho starts going off about the list because you could tell he's just kind of annoyed and he's just kind of holding it in, and it, it's just great. Like the dynamic that they have, and and I think Owen's plays it off great because he's not over the top with it. It's subtle yeah. enough that you pick up on it, but it's not uh, over the top. He has got the most noticeable. I know it sounds like oxymoronic, but he has the most noticeable subtleties I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. out of anybody in the ring before. He's you know, on the on, with his, what he says, his his comments, his, his reactions, everything. It's awesome, right? Yeah. That show last night, that Raw post show, was tremendous because of KO and Jericho. But really, his his reactions, right? Yeah, I agree. And just like the deep breaths he takes and things like that, it's just <laughs> it's just fantastic. Uh, new Day, they they had a New Day segment, which this was probably my favorite New Day segment in a while. Uh, where they were doing the the three faces of Charles Wright, where uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that was Big, good. Yeah, Biggie was Kama, Xavier Woods was Papa Shango, and Kofi Kingston was the Godfather. <laughs> and uh, they reve- they revealed that they'll be the Survivor Series captains for Raw, and uh, they ripped the SmackDown tag teams pretty good, except for American Alpha, and they admitted that they had nothing bad to say about them. Which uh, and that was that was kind of the end of it, but. Uh, Good stuff, but and I like that it wasn't the usual stuff in the ring. It was done backstage. It was different, and their comedic side still came out. 
It was a perfect use of them. This was a perfect use of them. And you could tell their creativity was being used as well with the three faces of Charles Wright. That's exactly <laughs> how you use these guys. Yeah. Uh, had the weekly six-man match interchanging the same, the same guys, uh, except this week it, it was a rematch from the Hell in the Cell kickoff show where you had Arya Davari, Tony Nese, and Drew Gulak versus Rich Swan, Lynn Serato, and Cedric Alexander, except – this time you had uh, Rich Swan replacing Sin Cara. So it was pretty much the same match as yesterday except for that. Um, but the match itself, you know, uh, I, I, again, it was, it was impressive. Uh, yeah. you, you could tell uh, that they're, you know, that they got plans for Alexander. Um, he did this suicide dive at, towards the end where he looked like he completely missed. I don't know if you noticed that spot. It was yeah. like when he, he did that, that flip and then uh, Dor- Dorado did a, a moonsault and, and he looked like he missed. He did. Um, he whiffed. Um, it was a good, it was, I thought, like you said, was, I think it was a good match. Um, it, I'm always entertained by them. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm looking a little bit more about the characters and I think, I, I do think Cedric is the way to go. I know they really like Rich Swan a lot too, but uh, I think it's, it's, it's going to be Alexander. He's got a really good story too of how he dropped weight to, you know, get here and get this opportunity and they could dig into a little bit of that. You know what I mean? He, He's the one I'm hoping. Yeah, I'd like to see them doing like more character profiles or something. Yeah, they get the because these six man tags aren't really doing anything. It's mm-hmm. just kind of rotating. Mm-hmm. But the the match uh, saw Rich Swan uh, defeat uh, Tony Nese, which kind of surprised me because Tony Nese is the kind of guy that Vince would like. You know, he's got, he looks uh, like a million bucks, especially the yeah. for a cruiserweight guy, right? Exactly. It's Damian Damian Sandow's face on Neville's body. Is basically yeah, what he looks yeah. like. Um, Next up, Charlotte uh, came out, did a promo. She's the captain of pre- Team Raw, which which makes you wonder why Becky Lynch isn't the captain of Team SmackDown. Like Nikki Who Bella is the captain. Nikki Bella is? Uh, yeah, even though Becky Lynch is the SmackDown Women's Champion. I can't remember if they explained that last week or not, but uh, if someone's listening, uh, someone in the comment section let us know. Um yeah, so Charlotte says Becky can be on the Survivor Series team, uh, or she said she can't because she's a weak link, has an opponent for her tonight, and it's not Dana Brooke, thank God, uh, but it's still Nia Jax. So it's not, a, not, a, not the best upgrade, but at least it's a different matchup. It is, and obviously we know we're well, with the, we're well deep now into the – She's a female Jeff Hardy. That's the way they're booking her. She's going to get her ass kicked. They're looking for her to get her butt kicked the majority of the matches and sell from sell from underneath. Um, but I don't know if our audience today has that patience. Yeah. Today's audience, I'm not going to say they're impatient, but they want to see stuff from you, and they want to see it quickly. It's okay. To, I'm not saying don't sell, but what I'm saying is I don't know if that – I don't know if it will work in today's wrestling landscape to constantly be on the cell you know and i could tell that's where they're going with her yeah it's her strength see so you know what i mean so i don't blame them for that i don't i just think they got to be smart with what today's landscape is in the context of today's wrestling and how to utilize her at her best her being bailey yeah absolutely um so what did you think of charlotte's promo She's still trying new things. She's still getting, you know, she's still getting more and more comfortable. You could see it. She's some, you know, things still stick out once in a while, you know, but I'll give her credit. She goes for it. You know, she goes hard at whatever that is. If it's a missed joke, if it's a missed, 
whatever she goes into it full full tilt so if she swings and misses she really swings and misses you know but yeah. I, I i respect that at least she's trying who, who would you say is the best promo uh for the girls for the girls yeah I like fired up Bailey when she's not being too cute. You know, there's stupid comedy stuff sometimes. Um, God, let me think. It can't be Bailey. Who else is it? Becky, when she, not Becky, um, boss when she's being the boss when she's just not none of this fluffy baby face crap when she's the NXT NXT boss um, is my favorite promo. I feel like now that they've had women headline a pay-per-view, um, it's time to cut down on the uh, we did it and we made history and, you know, this is, you know, we, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I, I feel like uh, Sasha does a lot of that. And I, I think that it's kind of time to pull that back. She wasn't on the show tonight, but. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Let the let, let let other people do that for you. That's what the announcers are for. That's what bring Lita in. Lita's reaction last night to that post, uh, you know, pay per view show she did was really cool. You know, she, she steered up and everything. That looked very real to me. Um, stuff like that. Let other people do it for you. Right. Yeah. Um, up next, Cesaro and Sheamus defeated the Shining Stars. Matt, I know Cesaro and Sheamus are growing on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, did did this match do anything for you? No, no. I, I, said, I was like, this is, I'm, I'm back off the bus. Um, actually, I t- I, 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 I've got to admit something. I got off the bus right after I did this show with you, the podcast with you last night, when I went to go watch that post-Raw um, uh, pay-per-view show, uh, whatever the hell it's called, Raw Talk, whatever the hell it's called, last night. When I saw them at the very end come fighting and arguing with each other so they can get their 10 seconds of airtime of WWE forcing them on that show. And I was like, here we go again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know? um, there was a backstage promo with Chris Jericho uh, saying he was going to win the only title he's never won, dot, 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 the U.S. championship. And they said uh, they'll be the U.S. champion together, him and Kevin Owens, and, and that's incredible. They'll take it to Canada. Um, it's, it's hard for these guys to not be entertaining. And then this was, you know, again, entertaining it didn't do. I mean, for, it was just a short segment, but entertaining for what yeah. it was. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I hear you okay. perfect. Um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It was what it, you know does what did what it was supposed to do. But you're right, by the way. Before Jericho is the biggest baby face. Yeah. So, do you think they should turn him or leave him where he is? Ah, keep going. Keep going. I want more. I, I don't want to break this up. I love these two. They're they're hitting another. They're hitting a new level right now. Yeah. With this whole bosom buddy stuff, where the champ like they're hitting a new chapter. You can see it developing between the two of them. They cannot give up on this yet. They got to keep going. Yeah, and plus part of what makes it so funny is that they are heels. You know, if their baby faces doing it, it, it comes across as a little corny. But Good point, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like heels doing it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of great. But uh, You're right. Yeah, main event: Chris Jericho against Roman Reigns. Now, what would you? Th- it seemed to me like the crowd, like Jericho, was doing, uh, did a great job of kind of turning the crowd towards Reigns towards the end. He like, did. He went from total heel to, you know, sixty forty. Yeah, 60, 60 boos, forty cheers. Yeah. You, you got to get. I just got to say this because I'm not, I don't ever really put him over too much, just because I, I want to see somebody new in that slot, but. You gotta give Roman credit. He is very good. He's improved immensely in the ring. You know, um, 
So a lot of that's with him as well. It's it's him staying out of his own way with his 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 facial reactions. That sometimes you just want to punch in the face when he's too cocky and too whatever, you know. Um, and it's like no wonder why people boom, you know, at times. But tonight he stayed out of his own way in that regard. I noticed. And Chris is a god darn master in the ring, you know. Good God. If, if, like the things that he paint, the, the 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 paintings he you know he is able to paint on, on that canvas is amazing to me, and he can do it with anybody, anybody, you know. And yeah. I, I thought tonight's match was going to be great. When it once when, once when you knew those two were going against each other, I was like, he's going to make Roman look like a million bucks. Yeah, and so Roman had him pinned. Uh, Kevin Owens came in to uh, mm-hmm. you know cause the disqualification. Um, what do you think of the actual match? I just the, the predictability of the finish was, was that's the only thing that gets kind of annoying with the two of them always being together, and I know someone would argue, "Well, dummy, that's the heat." <laughs> well, sometimes that's not good heat. Sometimes that's I'm going to click my damn channel heat. Um, if it just it so happens, I didn't care about Roman. So if it was somebody else, though, I would have been pretty annoyed <clears throat> that it, and they, these kind of matches keep ending like that. But um, that said, it was set up perfectly. The fans were chanting for Rollins. Um, uh, it was it was good. It was good to set Rollins up as the baby as finally getting his baby face reaction, and the fans wanting to see him. Yeah, they were chanting for him at the end when they were beating down Reigns. So kind of yeah. similar to the last night, they were beating down Rollins. I kind of mentioned to you last night. I thought they were heading towards attack. Yeah, you did. These guys. And, yeah, and that's kind of what it's looking like. Um, they're beating him down. Seth Rollins made the save. Huge pop. The biggest pop he's gotten since his baby yeah. face turn. Uh. I think yet. I, I can't remember one bigger that he's gotten. It is. And they and keep in mind, they waited like an extra 15, 20 seconds before finally letting him come out and make the save. They should have called an audible and the crowd was at their peak for him, chanting his name. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, they got the reaction he wanted to get. Um, I, I first, when you said that last night, I was like, oh, I don't want to see him. Browns doesn't need to be with the Albert, you know, um, what do you call it? Reigns, Albatross around his neck. He doesn't need this, you know, but, um, the crowd seemed to dig it. I don't know if it was a one-time thing that the crowd decided to dig it, you know, versus a, a month or two of a storyline together. I don't know if people are going to be into it. Yeah, I think that it's just been long enough since the Shield has been together that just that aspect of it uh, will help Reigns immensely. Yeah, if that's the case, immensely it'll help him. Yeah, but and and you know they they try everything they can to get Reigns over. So if this will work, you know, I'm sure that's what that's where they'll go. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that was, that was pretty much it. That was the show. Nothing, nothing groundbreaking. Um, but you got to see Goldberg get physical for the first time in a WWE ring in you know, 12 years. Um, and next week, neither Goldberg or Brock Lesnar will be on cause WWE is heading overseas. They'll be in the UK. Uh, it'll be in Saudi Arabia later this week before going to the UK. Um, Matt, what'd you think of the show overall? Uh, I gave the pay-per-view last night an eight. So this one, let's give it a five and a half. I said yeah. middle of the road, so five and a half. Yeah, all right. I'll give it like a, I'll give it like a seven. I thought it, I thought it was entertaining enough, uh, but you know, nothing, nothing that totally sucked you in. Um, the Halloween thing was an embarrassment to the business. Right. Yeah. Not the guys in it, but them thinking this was a good idea like come on like what i want to know right now 
what fan is attracted to this? I want to know. And they're like, oh, man, it's a little kids that are just got done trick-or-treating. They're going to think it's funny. No, they're not. I had kids here. I had my friend's kids here, and, and they were not entertained by this. Nobody was. And I don't get it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> you know, every every holiday, every time Ra's on a holiday, they, they do something like this. And, and uh, yeah, I hear you. Um, they can't help themselves. From what after with what you saw with Goldberg, obviously he's still strong. He he can probably get Lesnar up in the in the jackhammer. Um, yeah. You have any uh, concerns about that match, or you think you think they'll do fine? If you're telling me he's not doing any wrestling training, uh, like you said, um, it Muay Thai and MMA training is similar breathing as far as far as you know the breathing work the breathing goes um, in the ring. But there's nothing you can do other than pro wrestle to get in pro wrestling shape. It's not just like a cliche or a saying. It's like a real thing. You can't go do cardio in the gym. I've tried. I've tried to make these contraptions to, to cut my breath, put a snorkel in my mouth with tape at the top and cut, poke a little hole in it and do cardio and do sprints in the gym to try to mimic like some some hyper like um, – less like like an like uh, less oxygen because that's what you're doing when you're wrestling you don't have full amount of oxygen when you're wrestling that didn't work there is nothing on this planet that conditions you more than wrestling does he needs to be doing some type of wrestling and i i, I know bill is really excited about this and i would like i'm i'm hoping he'll do something as far as training goes for it doesn't just rely on the mma stuff because the timing like you were saying earlier the, you're right the timing is also another aspect of why he needs to be you know, just simple things. I don't sound stupid, but simple things like running the ropes or but bumping, little things like that. I'm sure Bill will do that. But um, you saw the timing being a little screwed up in there tonight. He got a little excited, um, you know. But I think it'll be all. Brock will be able to counterbalance any of that. I, I do think Brock is a much better worker than people give him credit for. Yeah, and it seems like if. If, if the majority of the match is just Brock just kicking the crap out of him and just taking it, you know, and then, you know, getting a couple hope spots uh, like they did with John Cena a few years ago, like that they could pull it off. That really took me by surprise, that match. You remember that? That was awesome. That was, yeah. one of, that was like one of my favorite matches just because it was so uncomfortable. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it, uh, it was just so different too. And it's just what yep. you don't expect the whole match. You're thinking John Cena is going to win because of the way he was getting wrecked. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and uh, and he didn't, and you got to give you credit, you know, hats off to John for putting Brock over that strong. Not many yeah. top guys will do that. None of them would, actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, the other big news today: uh, the judge ruled uh, in the TNA court case, uh, Billy Corgan's court case against TNA. Uh, <clears throat> he was seeking a temporary injunction. That request was denied. So basically. Uh, what's most likely going to happen is Anthem Sports Entertainment, which owns the Fight Network, is going to repay Billy Corgan's loan, which they had sent a press release a couple weeks ago saying that they would. Uh, they don't have to pay that um, that fee, that 50% corporate fee, uh, which they were refusing to pay. Right. So Corgan will get paid off pretty much right into the sunset is what it most likely looks like. And, hmm. uh, and TNA it moves on. They'll have... Uh, the fight network is 85% owners or Aerolux with uh, 10 and Dixie Carter will remain uh, with a piece of company with 5% and wow. reports are to be, be believed. They'll do three to four tapings next year, you know, for a week or two and, and TNA will keep on trucking. 
Is this the first time that Dixie Carter will be not the majority owner? Or has this uh, been going on and I just don't know? Yeah, that, as far as I, as long as I can remember. Um, yeah, yeah. ever since they bought it, yeah, that, this is the first time. Okay. And that starts like tomorrow or something or today or? Uh, I think so. Know? I mean, to, they have to tell tomorrow to repay Billy Corgan's loan. Right. So Billy Corgan lent them $1.8 million over the past uh or the past year, basically three loans that equal 1.8 million. So they have till tomorrow to repay that. Uh, if they don't, I don't, you know, and his lawsuit against TNA can still move forward and it might. Uh, but as far as him stopping them from conducting business and, and, and going forward and, and, you know, offering company for sale, he can't do that right now. Huh. Now, well, one more question. Um, will whoever's in charge still be in charge? Will like, um, big, uh, the guy from my tough enough show, the uh, big John Gabiark, will he still be like the head uh, creative? Will Matt? Will all those guys still be lined up where they're at? Or uh, it's hard to say. I, I believe uh, John Gabiark will will be uh, still in charge. I, I know s- some talents are are unhappy. Mike Bennett uh, tweeted after the ruling was made. He, he wrote, "Well, back to bad business as usual." <laughs> um, you know, which that's not going to do him too many favors in the company. Uh, but I mean, the sorry. person who's going to be basically the president now is uh, Jason Brown of Aerolux, who's he's been running the day to day operations over there uh, since Bound for Glory. And so he will basically be stepping into that role uh, that Corgan thought he would be in and um, kind of a huge blow because Corgan. Who, who, who is that again, though? You, you, want, you want blank on me real quick. I, I, his name is Jason Brown. He's not a. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but a big blow to a lot of the talent. A lot of talent were really excited mm, about excited. Corgan coming in and yeah. this, the changes he was making and, and being open to new ideas and just having a vision that was different to kind of try to take it somewhere else. Yeah. You know, what's weird is like, I know big, I've known him for years and I'm not just saying this cause he's like a guy I'm friends with or something. I like when I, like I just told you about my street fight. Like when we talked about me coming back to that one match, he was like, what do you want to do? Um, this is what this is what we're looking to do. What do you want to do? And he's very open, receptive to ideas. Um, so I, I don't know if maybe that was just a one-time thing that I noticed with him because I only did one one match, and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You know that very well could be true. But um, you know, it just sucks that the guys aren't excited. You know, I was hoping that they, there'd be something for them to get excited about. Oh be a part of something you work better you just do you do more i don't know how to explain it you just it just do exceed your body language yeah um with the people you talk to what is their uh what is their general reaction to big i've heard i've heard both i've heard both but maybe they don't really say nothing to me because they know i i know him and i'm friends with him and I respect them. I respect the hell out of them. Um, people could talk about it as much as they want about them. But I, like I said, I don't have anything bad to say about him. He's always been good to me. Um, but um, and somebody I was excited to work with, you know, actually, you know. But then, you know, I, re- I left. I retired. But um, from I've heard both sides. You know what I mean? Wrestlers, you know what? We bitch about everything. You know, if something isn't going our way, it's this guy's fault. It's never all our fault. But then again, I have heard on the other side, guys that do take blame for their own actions still might, you know, don't really necessarily get along with him, you know? So I've heard both sides of it, honestly, but it's hard to get the real deal from a wrestler when it comes to that stuff. It just is, you know, we're incredibly exaggerative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, a mixed bag, uh, right? You know, it's. Uh, but they were really excited about Corrigan, like you said, though. You're right. Yeah, and that's uh, that's kind of to a bummer because uh, yeah. they were. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how this team does, but I, it 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 looks like it's going to be pretty much status quo and just kind of a, a slow drip until uh, you know they run out of people funding them. Now, Mike Bennett, he gets pretty good push for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been featured pretty heavily. And Maria Canellis, uh, she wrote, she tweeted that she's pretty much done with wrestling soon, and she's you know she's been featured on their TV all over since they debuted in January. So yeah. there's definitely some people uh, unhappy enough that they would come out publicly on social media. Uh, you know what? Four times a year. I mean, it's not a lot. You can't feed your kids with that, right? You can't. Damn. Well, it, uh, it, it's, man, I think we all want real competition for WWE. And, uh, you know, hopefully someday it happens, but it's not looking like it's anytime soon. They, they have a real uh, grip on this market. And whenever it is, guys, when somebody does come out to the fans out there, guys, when there is somebody that comes around and does have the money to be on a major network, not like, like not Spike, but like a Spike, and have a decent roster like TNA had, don't compare them to WWE. I know it's hard not to because WWE is the staple. They're the monopoly of this business. I get it. But it, it gets people and set things in the motion where they start actually trying to think they could compete with WWE themselves. And that's not what needs to happen. For somebody to be an alternative, they need to be on their own island, not worrying about what WWE is doing and trying to compete with them and listening to you, trying to compare them to. So I know you guys want to see competition, but the best way to see competition is when somebody – does come up and they don't on there they have their own television deal and it does take place sit back and just relax and enjoy it don't immediately start trying to compare it to wwe we've learned our lesson I, I, as a fan all of us have we did yeah. that with tna there was no rhyme or reason for us to do this I, I i agree but at the same time um i think one of the problems with tna is they didn't pre- present a product that was different at all uh, where you know TNA X division the, 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 the ring the six-sided ring um the, yeah, the yeah. Stars, they did. We, we all used young stars. We weren't we're milking our old guys yet. Yeah, back then. And yeah. I think back then it, you had a, a much more passionate fan base. Um, but yeah. like today, you don't see people comparing ROH to WWE or, or uh, no. Lucha Underground no. because they are different no. enough. Good. Uh, which is good. Uh, Lucha Underground, uh, it, I think it's fun to watch. I think it gets old after a while because the storylines are so out there that it's hard to, it's hard to get into them. I'm not giving them enough credit. Like, I've not given them enough watches. I can't comment on them. I've only watched two episodes. And what I've seen was what everyone sees at first. Like, holy crap, this this is an amazing. This is such a different thing. Yeah. Um, but that's really it, you know. I, I still want to know who these guys are under the hoods. I want to know what kind of wrestlers some of them are. And then other than John Morrison and some of these other ones, I'm not. And then Prince Puma, obviously, and guys like that. I was one of I was really impressed with in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're they have. I mean, they do some amazing stuff. I I, I find it an easy watch, but I just don't find it it gripping. Um, but you know, uh, I at the same time I, I support it, and I, and, and it, yeah. it is it is. I love that they're trying something different. I yes, just wish they would tweak those storylines to to be not so out there. Yeah, no, you're right. But but well, we kind of blew through tonight. Uh, that was that was a pretty fast episode. Uh, you got anything else? No, we got to kill some, we want to kill some more time. Do you want to do any Q and A's with people? Yeah, let's, let's, let's people? get some questions. YouTube, uh, in the comment section, YouTube comments. 
guys throw, throw your questions over. Doug is saying we would love to see Morgan back wrestling. Uh, talked Thanks, about Dougie this. Dougie Fresh. <laughs> Dougie Doug. But um, that's, uh, yeah, that's not happening, is, right? This, 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 you, you, and and you, you're not even interested in, in indies, right? No. <laughs> indies. I'm way too good for it. No. Um, that's what that totally sounded like. I know I didn't mean it that way. Um, no, I'm just, I like being a dad. I like doing what I'm doing now. I like job i'm doing right now um i like everything like I, well there's no way i would have been able to be here tonight and trick-or-treat with my kid if i was on the road right now with wwe because that is what i'd be working if i was wrestling again yeah. someone's asking uh how would you compare working uh working with vince mcmahon to dixie carter one-on-one yeah. and you've probably heard this a million times and you probably think we're kissing his ass but it's the truth Vince is friggin' cool. I, I thought Will, he was very easy to talk to one-on-one. Um, but he he does do the whole, like, he you you feel his presence, and you, you there's no question about who you're talking to. And my, I don't know what the words are to really describe him here, but what you've heard in the past from others say. Um, and then Dixie is, I'll never, she's the most, caring human being I, I've ever been around. And people would probably think that's an exaggerative. It's not. I'll give you a great example of why I love Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter, when I was about to be on American Gladiators, NBC wanted to have the rights to have the first right of refusal on me being on their show or not. Meaning if they decide they don't, I don't, I don't, they don't want me on their show, they, they, they can get rid of me. But if they want me on the show, they get my rights over TNA. And TNA, at first, Terry Taylor was in the office. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's a wrestler first, Gladiator second. And long story short, it blew the deal for me. And Dixie Carter hires her own attorney to go out to Los Angeles, come to one of the tapings of American Gladiators, fix everything so I can be on this show out of her own pocket. Um, just to see, be like, oh, Matt, that was to, you know, to help TNA out. No, 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 no. It was because she saw, like, my reaction and what was happening, and I was about to lose a really cool opportunity. Like, that's who she is. She's yeah. such such an, a, dy- a dynamically be- she's a beautiful person, and I wish people got to know that. People see and they hear our stories about her, but I wish they got to meet really meet her and really communicate with her and really see what she's about. She's amazing. Yeah, that's what that's what I always hear. I, I never hear anything bad about her personally. Uh, oh, hear stuff dude, about Vince. My, hang on, how about this one? Flying my wife, me and my wife are trying to have kids for ten years, right? You guys know that story. We went through seven bouts of IBF, none of it worked. Guess she flew me and my wife out to Nashville to see um, her fertility doctor that she and her husband saw. Like little things like that she'll do. Like she doesn't have to do that. Yeah. She's amazing. Mike is asking, do you see The Rock having a match at Mania? Um, He'll have a part in Mania for certain, but I don't know. Yeah, if he did, if he didn't wrestle at you know this last one with the the attendance record and everything, he's not he's not wrestling again. Yeah, um, and we'll, we'll we'll do a couple more. Uh, Matt should should WWE bring back Hulk Hogan? They will. They absolutely will. He'll be. He's already starting. They're already starting to. Yeah, they'll bring him back in. Yeah, I mean, I I think obviously it was wrong what he said, uh, but I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame that have said a lot worse in private. So, Dude, uh, nobody on this planet, I don't care who you are, I don't care how good you are, you're not going to admit it. None of us will. 
you we've all said things in private conversations that we wish we never said and is not an indictment on who we are right i agree uh, another another one from Mike. What match do you see main eventing WrestleMania in Orlando? That's an interesting one because there's oh, nothing. Man, uh, there's it's nothing all over the place really right now. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing in one. There's no specific direction. Man, I I'd love to see Rollins AJ. I'd love to see those two. Do you think that's, that's a WrestleMania just, main event though? That's me being a mark for wanting to see like a really cool match. <laughs> to yeah, be honest. Tease. <laughs> I don't know because I don't know what the spectrum is anymore and what their WWE's reach is on who can come back and who won't and what's Brock's status. Is Brock going to be available? Brock will be there. Uh, let's assume Brock and Taker and then the rest of the current roster. No Goldberg, no Sting. Sting's, Sting's done. No. Uh, and Triple H. So assuming, you can, assuming mm. you can have Hunter and Taker and Brock. Hunter? Is it too is it too far out for Hunter and Ron and, and Seth to have something? No, I think that's what they. I think that's why they've been keeping Triple H off of TV yeah. is to to build for that. Is there for enough Mania. time? Is there enough time to it? Oh yeah. yeah, I mean they have the Triple H come back at Royal Rumble, start the build, and go from there. Well, there you go. Then that that's one. I don't think it'll be a one dominant uh, main event paper like type of WrestleMania. I think it'll be like just what Hell in a Cell was. Actually, I think it'll be like three or maybe three or four, maybe three. Yeah, and they'll just call main events. AJ versus Rollins. Hopefully, no, I can't. He's always working hundred. I just said, damn it. Well, the the, the rumor is Shane and uh, Shane and Lesnar. <laughs> Why would we want to see that? Am you know, I, I will say this though: if, if they last year, get beat up, what they were saying last year was going to be Shane and Taker. We would say the same thing, but they did a cool build to where that was the most anticipated match on the show. Now, the stip didn't mean crap when the very next night he was get you know hosting Raw. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and his fresh Jordans, yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess where does that leave Roman Reigns? What do you think his match would be? Why you have to bring? Um, hmm. That's definitely he's definitely somebody they're gonna want to be in that type of spot. But I don't know if he'll if it's time. I think they still give him a little, in a perfect world. He's still not in that spot. Do they have him in the the world title match for the third year in a row? And oh, win for, win for oh the no, 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 no. They can't, they can't even be this dumb to, no. I'd like to see them do Roman versus Cena, do a cross Raw versus SmackDown. I think that'd be, I think it's, that'd be interesting enough. And, and there's a, a dynamic there that I think would be, that'd be kind of cool. Who gets cheered? Do you think Cena finally gets nothing but cheers? Probably, because he's in that legendary stage of his career where right. I think, uh, I think they'd go to him. But I think that, uh, that fan response would be fascinating. It really would. You know what? That in itself would make me very intrigued with the match, actually. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, Matt. And uh, we'll try to get more questions whenever we, we fly through these. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. And we'll uh, – no wrestling podcast this Wednesday. We're uh, preempting until next week. But we will be, be – blah, blah, blah. We will be back next Monday with myself, Matt, and Glenn will be back after uh, a week at the theater. So we will see you again next week. Have a good night, guys.